0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film Slice of TV. I am Brett Parker, and where is everybody else? Well, today I'm going solo, as I talk about a show that just came out yesterday, as of this recording, the new Moon Knight from Marvel Studios. Now, I don't know much about Moon Knight from the comics, but the only thing i have really heard about Moon Knight was that he is like Batman. He's the Marvel version of Batman, which is... Interesting. So, of course, that's going to intrigue me as I'm a huge Batman fan. So, what is this character really about and what does this show bring to the table? Well, it brought a lot. Some good and some bad. The cast is fantastic. Oscar Isaac, of course, I mean, I don't know if I've seen really anything with him that's been bad, at least recently, uh this also has ethan hawk playing the villain of of the show which is just insane ethan hawk is awesome the cast the story the intrigue of not showing you everything all at once that is what draws me in i don't want to see the you know the main character kind of right off the bat i like this build up to what we eventually get at the end of this show. Now, just to warn you, I will be trying to do some non-spoilers, but I will be going into full spoilers. So if you haven't seen episode one of Moon Knight, please go watch it and then come back and watch this review. Uh, this is something new for me. I haven't really done a show by myself. So also let me know how I do, all right? Um. So this all is... It it it's about a character who really he's he has a condition. It's kind of it's a I believe it's called dissociative disorder where he has multiple you know personalities. I don't know if it's really both it's identities. He has multiple identities um, where, but he doesn't know that he does. At least the main, at least you think like the 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 version of him you see in the beginning of the show. Is, is that the main one, or is there a main one? Is it just kind of branching off, and w- clearly this guy doesn't have any control of it? The opening of this show is just eerie. Uh, you get to see Ethan Hawke's character for the first time, and what he does is just kind of like, oh, this is going to be crazy. And then it just kind of branches off from there. It's this character who is kind of, you know, I wouldn't say down on his luck, but he's kind of like the butt of the joke, which is kind of weird when it's Oscar Isaac. You know, this man is hes a very gorgeous man. Uh, and he's kind of the butt of the joke. And he, you know, kind of gets treated like shit at work. He gets treated, you know, he's kind of treated as like a nobody. And, but there's weird things going on in his life that is kind of like, what? what's going on? Why can't I remember anything? And why the hell am I chained to this bed? <laughs> It's well acted, of course, as I said earlier, because of the the people that are in the show, the act, you know, they they brought in some very good uh, actors. Of course, it's it's Marvel Studios. I feel, you know, they're gonna bring the best in to to do these projects. I think that the the biggest downfall, at least, of this first episode, which I hope, you know, maybe it gets better as we as we go on, but I don't know, is the CGI. The CGI is not good in this episode. Uh, there, it's just, I remember the scene, uh, where you're kind of, it kind of takes you out, but the, the acting and the situation kind of keep you in. So you're not completely thrown off guard where you're like, holy shit, that's really bad. But, and, and I don't know if I can continue watching, but in reality, you're like, you know what, this is all keeping me in because of, of, you know, Oscar Isaac's you know, awesome uh, acting and and the the whole situation that's going on around him is very interesting and it keeps you from always going, oh, that doesn't look very good visually. I hope it improves, but it also shows like Marvel, this is a Marvel TV show, but it's also like you're trying to feel like you're in the the cinematic universe. This is all part of that cinematic universe. So to kind of have special effects that are kind of a downgrade from, you know, we're you know, from since 2008 or nine, when Iron Man came out, you know the visual effects have been so on par, and then to kind of get, you know, what we get here, it's uh, it's kind of jarring and kind of eerie. But it keep I, I'm still invested. I'm very excited to see where this show keeps going. All right, I figured that's enough non spoilers. It's a great show. Make sure to go check it out if you haven't, um, because I'm going to be jumping into spoilers. So again, I will warn you. If you have not seen episode one of Moon Knight, go watch it. Come back and uh, watch this review. I appreciate everybody who comes by and watches all of our reviews. All right, here we go. So the show uh, opens up to, to a gentleman who is, you don't really know exactly who he is, but he's, he breaks like a glass and then pours it in his shoes and puts him on and walks out. That is the opening of this show, and it's just like, all right, that's what we're that's what we're doing right now. I'm, um, I guess, uh, yeah, all right. And you know, it's Ethan Hawke's character because uh, you get to see him visually. Um, and then it cuts to our main character, Stephen Grant, who is played by Oscar Isaac, and he is like strapped to his bed. He's got a, an ankle uh, restraint. He's got sand around his bed you're kind of wondering what the hell is going on here. And he kind of wakes up in the same vein where he's kind of like, what the hell is going on? He has like a routine that he does because he, he knows something's going on, but he just doesn't know exactly what's going on. He's got tape on his door. He's got, you know, the restraint. He's got the sand. He's got all these different things. He's got his fish, who's his best friend, uh, which is always hilarious. And he, has a very interesting um, British accent, which I guess some people f- were very confused. They were either like, oh, crap, is Oscar Isaac English and we just didn't know? Or is this just, or, you know, people like me knew that he wasn't. It was kind of weird. It was kind of like off-putting. I'm not British or English or, you know, I'm not from that area. So, I'm you know, I guess it's more of the fact of like, for all of my friends over in the UK what did you think of this accent was it good was it bad it's it's definitely intriguing to hear you know people who you know you know have the accent which in your country is not an accent it's just the way you speak but tell me what you think of it because it was interesting for me being american being like ooh it's kind of it's sometimes it sounds really good and sometimes it's kind of like you know if you're just messing around and you just whip out that really bad British accent, but I digress. So he, yeah, he's just a don- I don't know if he's really, like I said before, he's not really down on his luck, but he, you know, he's kind of the butt of the joke. Uh, he goes to work. He works at a museum, which is really cool. I would love to work at a museum like this because I love being surrounded by just history. And he, of course, he's surrounded by just people who treat him like shit. <laughs> and, he, he's he got a crappy boss. He's got... You know, there's just people that work at this place who just don't give a crap. There's all sorts of unique people. He's got a girl... You know, there was a woman who works there who I guess he asked out on a date, but he doesn't realize it because, again, he has this uh, dissociative identity disorder where, he, you know, one of the other identities asks this girl out on a date, and then he doesn't remember, and then, you know, everything happens where eventually he doesn't make the date. uh, But yeah, he gets treated like crap by his boss. He kind of, he works in the gift shop. So he's kind of, you know, he's, I like the, the fact that he goes into the museum and he's uh, sees this girl, this little girl stick. I think it was a Lego inside of a, a replica of a, um, or a miniature of the, one of the pyramids of Giza. And, you know, he give you know, he's telling her the, the history of, You know how they embalmed uh, mummies, you know, back in those times, and all that. And then his boss yells at him for not being a tour guide, which would, you know, of course, it's like, you know, this guy knows a lot about the history. But yeah, he's working in the gift shop. It's got we've seen kind of this story before, uh, but I like this little twist. I love um, Egyptian history. I love the ancient Egypt. I love ancient Egypt. I loved learning about it in school. So getting to see it. Um, in this way is kind of interesting, getting to hear about different um gods, you know, Egyptian gods that we didn't really, you know, they don't touch on in like when we when, you know, when the mummy was a thing, you know, it was we weren't hearing about these these gods where uh we got something a little bit different here in Moon Knight. The performance of Oscar Isaac again is just great, the way that he is kind of figuring everything out because things keep happening like he he literally like leaves work and goes home and then you know he he prepares himself to go to bed and he wakes up and he's in a different country <laughs> and it's like bright and sunny and everything is going on and you're like what the hell is hoing? What what is happening and he doesn't know and then you hear the voice in his head that is kind of just like and he keeps calling him the idiot which i was like that's not very nice but uh his voice by F. Murray Abraham, who is a legendary actor from, you know, all the way back to you know, 60s, 70s, 80s. You know, he's been doing it for a long, long time. And he's that voice in his head that is pretty much like, you need to give up control. You need to give it to, to Mark. And Mark, you find out, is is the the moon knight part of of Steven. You know, he, you know, when he is Mark, he is able to then transform his moon knight. And do his thing. The great thing about this episode was that it doesn't, you don't see Moon Knight. You don't see him transform. Every time there's a bit where Steven is turning into Mark, it's kind of just a phase out. It it like, it vibrates a little bit where he like passes out and then he wakes up and he's back to being Steven again. But then everything that Mark did is surrounding him. Like people are dead. (laughs) Like he goes into... Uh, a, a town square, wherever wherever he's at, I don't remember. I, it doesn't really. I don't think it ever tells you exactly where, um, where he is at that moment in that when he's in this village. But he's running away from people because clearly he did something bad. Because he wasn't Stephen, he was Mark, and he goes into the square and he's trying to like, what is going on? He's hiding in this crowd, and that's when Ethan Hawke shows up, and he is like this this man who is he has the powers of this god where he can judge you based on, you know, your entire life. Either things you've already done or things that you're going to do. And it's... I, I kind of like the whole thing. He's got this, like, staff that has... So the god... I can't remember what the god's name is. Oh, it's the moon god. Oh, never mind. That's that's what Mark turns into. Uh, So, yeah, he he has like this power of the, the goddess Amit or Amit. She is, and she looks like a crocodile. She's, uh, she pretty much is the, I guess the God of chaos in, in Egyptian mythology or, um, you know, she, she's more of like a, she forces judgment on people. And that's what um, Arthur, who is Ethan Hawke's character, he pretty much comes down and, and you know, asks people if they want to be judged. And the crazy thing is, is he comes to this, this village and he judges one person. He's, and it's this staff that has two crocodile heads on it and a staff and he places it on their wrists. And then he has a tattoo that it's literally a scale and it goes, you know, up and down. And then what, if you're good, if it highlights green, if it's bad, it highlights red. That part was a little bit cheesy, I feel there should have been something different instead of it just being a color code of green or red being good or bad. But I'm kind of going to ignore it. It's not that bad. But it was kind of like, really, we couldn't have come up with a little bit different. Like, you know, it just kind of, you know, the tattoo design could have been just a little bit different. The way that it judges people could have been a little bit different. I feel that was something that they could have looked more into. But instead, we had the basic, you're good, you're green. You're bad, you're red. I digress. So, yeah, so he judges one person. Turns out to be green, it's good. And then a woman comes up and he does the same thing and it turns out to be red and she, you know, pleads to him, you know, I've been good all my life. And he said, well, it could be something uh, you did and, you you know, something that you will do in the future, which is, um, is crazy. <laughs> so, and then he like sucks the life out of her and you're like, what the hell is going on? Right in the middle of this square where there's people all around. And that's when he's notified about um, this mercenary. You know, you don't hear his name, but you hear about the mercenary, and then he says a command, everybody goes down, and um, Stephen doesn't. He kind of just is like, oh, shit, and and kneels down. He he then asks for a scarab, which is the beetle. If you've ever watched the mummy movies, it's like the beetle that literally crawls inside people and eats them, but it's, it's very... Um, It's very big in Egyptian mythology. Uh, These scarabs, you know, were all over, um, you know, in stories and the way that, you know, know, there's some stories of how, you know, certain things were done uh, back in the day and how scarabs would, you know, eat the flesh. It was weird. It's the way that movies and stories from, you know, not those times... (laughs) would tell you about scarabs but he has like a golden scarab and he asks for it back and he tries to as steven he tries to give it back but he can't um which is unfortunate and he like he closes his hand he's trying to avoid him he's doing different things and and that's when we start getting the phases where you know he he's surrounded by a bunch of people who's trying to run away and he like phases out and then he phases back in he's got a gun in his hand and Freaking dead bodies everywhere, and he's trying to run away from everybody. And that's what's, I think, interesting about this episode is you're never seeing the Mark character. You're never seeing Moon Knight. You're never seeing the other side. You're always seeing Steven, and you're and you're only seeing the aftermath of what Mark does. And I like that a lot. You don't get the reveal of Moon Knight until the final shot. It's It's literally... You know, when you get in it and that's what's great, you know, sometimes people get disappointed when they don't get to see the main like the point of the show. It's called Moon Knight. We want to see Moon Knight. Why aren't we seeing Moon Knight? This is a great build up to what we're going to see for the next five episodes. And I'm very excited about that. I thought it was a very good choice by the writers to do it this way. Um, especially since I love the Stephen Grant character, I think Oscar Isaac being able to play between these two characters. We didn't get to see Mark very much. We only got to see him at the end, which is, you know, it's Oscar Isaac's, you know, true self, um, where this Stephen Grant is kind of a character that he creates. It's, it's, it's very interesting. I'm very excited, um, but this is where it starts getting really shoddy. So he escapes this this village in a cupcake truck. And this is one of the probably, this is some of the worst CG I've probably seen in Marvel uh, or anything that's this high budgeted in, you know, a long time. It's just not good. The cars look terrible. There's There's very poorly done textures on trees and cars and it's just bad. But the thing that keeps me into the scenes... With this bad CGI, is the way that uh, Steven is reacting to everything going on around him because he keep, he's two or three times while he's driving this truck, he phases out and phases back to being Steven again. And he's, you know, things are happening. He's got a gun in his hand, there's a dead dude in the back of the truck, there's things are going on, and then it's all crazy. But the CG's bad. The CG's bad. I really hope it improves. Uh, over the next five episodes, or we just get a lot of shots in the dark, which is great. When you have CG that's kind of shoddy, and a mo- and a show that's kind of you know, from what people say, you know, Moon Knight is kind of the Batman of Marvel. You know, a lot of things. I'd like to see more of stuff in the dark. I think it would it would work out better. You know, we get a scene later on when he's in the museum uh, late at night and he's avoiding these. They look like they're like dogs uh, that. Um, Arthur sets sets on him, and they look they look good because they're very. I like the visuals of the face. I like the, the the peering eyes, but also it's in the dark, so even if it wasn't very good CG, you're you're not seeing it because it's it's very well lit, and you're 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 getting the eeriness of the uh, of those dogs. Another thing I thought was pretty good was the shot that we saw in the trailer of the. Of the god Khan, Con- I think I think it was the moon god Kanshu, which is the big towering creature with like the big long beak um, that kind of walks down the hallway as uh Steven is trying to figure everything out. He finds a phone, he finds a key, he's trying to call the woman that's on the phone, and he tries to escape and he keeps trying to get to the ground floor and he can't he keeps he keeps going, skipping floors, and then he runs into this into this menacing creature. And I thought it was a really good shot where It comes at him down the hallway and it comes into the elevator, but then it turns into an old woman. But then you get to see him in the daylight. And I was like, "Eh, I don't like that. I don't like these creatures that are supposed to be dark and menacing. They don't look as menacing in the daylight. So moon Knight, let's have more stuff in the dark, even though it's kind of weird to say, because sometimes things in the dark never like it just, sometimes it can be good. Sometimes it can be bad, but this show just seems like it makes more sense in the darkness. And keeping creatures like that, or you know, this moon god, you know, this menacing, you know, being, keep him in the dark. <laughs> keep him in the dark. It's more menacing. Um, but the fu- so pretty much what I want to get to is, you know, Arthur. I thought he, you know, I'm very excited to see what his character is going to be. He's more. He's kind of like, you know, he's a he's a cult leader. He's got people everywhere, Um and. All he, you know he wants to reawaken this god that's been dormant you know he pretty much states how this god you know that Amit, if Amit was around you know hitler wouldn't have done what he did and you know the you know the, the genocides of armenia wouldn't have happened and you know all these major um these horrific events would have never happened and you know even in the vein of that it's like how is it going to be that way like is it going to like, you always know something bad is going to happen when somebody is just, they're preaching about how this thing is going to, you know, prevent all future catastrophes. It's like, well, maybe it's going to cause a huge catastrophe. That's what I'm feeling in my gut. The ending, I thought, was pretty good. You get to see, you know, you finally get to see Moon Knight. Uh, you get to see the confrontation. You get, It's not really a confrontation, but it's more of a discussion where Stephen is trapped in the bathroom and he's being attacked by these dogs and they're coming through the window or they're coming through this door and Mark, you know, as a reflection in the mirror he's like, you need, you need to give me control because if you don't give me control, we're going to die in here. And I love the cutaway where he finally gives Mark control, Mark turns, and then he turns into the moon Knight, and the dog breaks in and you think, Oh shit, it's too late. But then the dog's like trying to escape and he's dragged back in and, the the Moon Knight um, beats the crap out of this thing, and that's where it all ends. And I thought it was brilliant the way that they did that, the way that they don't give you much of anything when it comes to Moon Knight until that very last shot. But you know that the next five episodes, you're gonna get a lot more of them. So for everybody out there who was very disappointed that they didn't get to see Moon Knight in full until the very last shot, this is the way it should be. This is the way when you see. When you have origins for characters that um, no one, well, I'm not going to say no one, because a lot of people know the the whole story behind Moon Knight, and a lot of people know a lot more than I do, which for me is very little. Um, For me, this is the way I want to be introduced to a character. I know the gist of this character beforehand, but the way that they kind of, they let you figure it out, you know? And they, they, they connect you with the character that would later become this other character and, the, and what he is going through. And I think with this character, Steven, he is conflicted and he's got to figure out what, what he's got to do to, um, to get by and to kind of coexist with, this, with his other self and this really powerful um, person that he has become. I'm I'm very excited for the next five episodes. I'm very excited to hop on here and talk to you all about this. Uh, make sure you know if there's anything you guys have any questions on. If there's things that I missed, I know I I did miss. I don't want to like really go into like every little bit of of, of details with everything. I want people to kind of watch and come up with their own opinions. But make sure to leave them down in the comments. All right, because it's it's interesting to to hear people's theories about what's going to be going on. We do plan on talking about the new Halo show. I want to uh, just put that out there. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about the Halo show, so I will be sitting down with one of my with one of my good friends to talk about uh, Halo episode one and two, since the new episode will be out tomorrow, I believe. And yeah, there's more. You know, there's more shows on the bracket that I want to talk about going down the road. Um, We're, you know, of course there's gonna be some TV shows that I want to bring Angela back on to, but also don't make uh, make sure to um, watch our movie reviews. We're covering all the Batman movies right now. Tomorrow's episode will be Batman Begins. Very excited. Um, But it's very excited, exciting to sit down and and get to do something like this by myself. Um, You know, and uh, hopefully I can give you guys more more content like this in the future. But Until next time, I'm Brett Parker. This is Dissect That Film, Slice of TV, and we'll see you all next time. Bye.